It is time for episode 66 of Vegas Revealed. We sit down with Mayor Carolyn Goodman and talk everything downtown Las Vegas now that we're getting back to business. We never wanted to close, but the reality is you can feel the excitement and the energy and everybody that comes into town or anybody that lives here that's coming back into town. And yes, she talks about that Anderson Cooper interview on CNN. He owes me an apology. And in our exclusive poll of the week, we ask you your favorite spots in downtown when you visit or even if you live here. Plus, the show and concert announcements, boy, they keep coming and rolling in. And Las Vegas takes in more than a billion dollars in gaming revenue in March. I think it's a good time to spin that wheel. Spin it. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 66. Uh, Sean McAllister along here with Dana Roselli. And Dana, I think people have been listening to the theme song of our Vegas Revealed podcast and really following that advice. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Seriously. I mean, Vegas has been getting busier and busier. And then we got some gaming numbers in this week saying that March gaming revenue hit $1.1 billion, which is huge. That's incredible. I know. I mean, people have been enjoying, I guess, gambling. Um, You know, obviously, that was a time period where we had what the March Madness and we had NASCAR in town and all sorts of different kinds of sporting events that probably fared very well for the sports books. Right. And so that's obviously a good thing. But taking a look at the bigger picture, gaming revenue has been dropping year after year after year. Las Vegas hasn't been depending on gaming revenue because there's restaurants, there's retail, there's the entertainment that have been, you know, kind of high dollar, high ticket items. So as the gaming has tapered off, they've been making up revenue in other places. But as dining has been limited, as entertainment was on hold, as shops were still just being opened again, everybody came to town and they were like, well, I guess we'll gamble. Yeah, I know. Or, you know, they there are, a lot, I guess, a lot of people that stayed working and didn't spend as much this year, so they might have some money put aside and ready to spend it. That could be it as well. I mean, we don't know. There's a number of different factors. But you and I interviewed the president of Resorts World last week on episode 65, and he was saying that it's not all about, you know, casinos and gaming anymore. Yes, that's a huge part of it, but they do depend on entertainment and nightclubs and things like that to bring in revenue. So if you didn't uh, listen to that interview, make sure you listen to episode 65. Really interesting. But it's interesting because that's, you know, what people, I remember even Steve Wynn saying that, you know, for years. Oh, yeah. And casinos have had to find, you know, new ways and entice people to their properties in, you know, all new creative ways. So, but the one-armed bandit seems to be winning. Yeah, so we'll take it. $1.1 billion, and there's so many articles out there, and especially in business publications right now, that are saying, you know, Las Vegas is bouncing back, and we're bouncing back quick. So, hallelujah. And speaking of that, literally every day this week, I've woken up to a number, not just one, a number of new concert and entertainment show announcements. I know. It's been so nice to see these things filling our inboxes. Like, hey, today a show's being announced. Hey, today tickets are going on sale. Mm. Uh, Among the Las Vegas entertainers who are returning to the stage, I'm excited about this one. Carlos Santana Mm. 
is back at the House of Blues. He's returning to that stage where he's been performing for so many years now over at Mandalay Bay. And and Carlos Santana is one of those musicians who's really become a part of the Las Vegas entertainment scene. He's a staple. Yeah, he is. And he, he sent a little video message. You can watch it on our Vegas Revealed Instagram and Twitter if you're interested to see that. But you could tell he's just, he's like, we want to welcome you back and we're ready. So yeah, Santana returns. Mark Anthony's tour is stopping here as well. And Bruno Mars announced he's going to be performing at Park MGM, kicking off July 4th weekend, and then a number of dates through July, which I feel like was huge because, you know, he's got this new song out now, and everyone's excited that he'll be doing shows actually live and in person, and so soon, right around the corner in July. And those Bruno Mars tickets are some of the hardest tickets to get a hold of because his shows have been selling out almost instantly before the the shutdown happens so if you can get a hold of those tickets make sure you get them now because they will not Mm. be sticking around another las vegas headliner that's headed back to the stage is terry fader who had ended his run of shows over at the mirage he's now going to be performing at new york new york yeah so congratulations to terry he'll be back on stage the the puppets are ready. They right? are. I They've saw, been resting up. Yeah. I saw, um, what's her name? Vicky. Vicky is getting ready. Oh, Vicky the Cougar. Yeah, she's getting ready wow. to return. <laughs> and then also there is, that's right, Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan, who are coming to MGM Grand Garden Arena. And they're going to be there July 9th. So that's interesting. Yeah, that'll be a good combo. And I think a lot of people will enjoy seeing them in person. Well, and Joe Rogan's been in the headlines mm-hmm. lately with you know his his take on vaccines public right? health matters yeah yeah but clearly on the poster that was put out for this uh engagement with dave Chappelle and joe rogan it says masks required at all times mm-hmm. in bold font so you've been warned and then there's of course cinco de mayo which is always a great time in las vegas because all our fabulous restaurants do special you know, things, special menus and and margarita deals and the whole nine. Entertainment is back in Las Vegas and tickets for just about everything that we mentioned, plus Mm -hmm. everything that we've mentioned before are on sale right now. So you can go to Ticketmaster, AXS, anywhere that you get tickets. Just do a Google search for whatever you want to see and Las Vegas and your tickets will come up. Yeah, it's going to be pretty easy to find. And also we heard that CES is going to be returning in 2022. That that's always good news when we hear a convention of that size is ready to return. They're going to be doing in-person convention, but they're going to make uh, certain things optional to watch online too. So, you know, that's kind of what this world has turned to now, which is options for both. Well, and I think that that's going to work out really well because people who want to travel and be here to have that in-person experience are still going to do it because there really isn't anything that that will replace in-person conventions and that convention business. But having an option for people who might not either be able to afford to travel or make arrangements to travel given their situation at home or, you know, there's any number of reasons why people can't go to any given convention. So having virtual options, I think, is only going to grow the base of people who are able to take part. Yeah, and, you know, if you get tickets or, I don't know, your business gets tickets or anything like that, I mean, it could be 
a nice revenue maker too because more options for people you absolutely know? and then also the world of concrete's coming i think in june we've talked about that before but i think that i saw they're gonna debut the loop the elon musk loop during that so that'll be exciting yeah so those will be the first bunch of convention goers mm -hmm. who are going to get to ride those tesla cars which i understand even though they are autonomous vehicles that <laughs> don't need a driver as they launch this you know underground tunnel system there will be a driver in the seats at least initially to make sure there's no funny business okay. going on with that technology. It's always better when they start off with that, <laughs> a little bit more comfortable. Um, we have our poll of the week that focuses on downtown and chose downtown because we interview Mayor Carolyn Goodman coming up. We sat down with her. We went right to City Hall and had a nice chat with Carolyn. We talked downtown. We talked uh, the last year, the reopening. Her uh, very now well-publicized appearance on... CNN's uh, Anderson Cooper 360, where uh, she and Anderson talked at quite some length. Yeah. And that's all coming up, but let's get to our poll of the week. Roll that theme song. We asked, and you have responded to our exclusive Vegas Revealed Weekly Poll. All right, so we asked, when you visit Las Vegas, which downtown spots do you hit first and why? And if you're a local, when you go downtown, what are your favorite places and why? And we got some good answers to this, Dana. We sure did. And we did get a mix of people, some that live here and some that like to visit here, uh, chiming in. So we had Barry underscore Vegas lover say Fremont Street. Then we begin exploring the downtown hotels. We try to pick out dinner with either steak or seafood on the menu. So she's getting very specific. Then we gamble with our favorite drinks in our hands. Downtown has grown so much since our first visit in the 1980s. So they just really seem like they love downtown as a whole and they like to hop from different places along Fremont Street. The downtown area really has changed a ton mm -hmm. since the 1980s and even in the past three, four, five years, there's been a huge transformation. So making a point to get downtown really should be a part of your agenda next time that you come to Las Vegas. Uh, Brian says Latai, which I mm, agree. Yeah. Amazing food. The lines aren't as long as other amazing Thai places in town. Plus, it's just walking distance from Container Park. So Brian says that he can <laughs> burn off a few calories that he just ate. I love that. All right, Boondock says, <laughs> I love these Twitter names. Uh, we visit Vegas very often, about every three weeks. Wow. wow. It's like <laughs> how often I get my hair cut. I know. And have only started visiting downtown since Circa opened in late 2020. So um, they say that they visit almost every trip now. So now they go downtown and now they hit up Circa. Well, there's even if you step outside of the Circa footprint, you're going to find new restaurants, new breweries, lots of stuff that you're going to uh, hear the mayor talking about here in just a few minutes on Vegas Revealed. Uh, Philoween says <laughs> that the Gardens Drag Brunch is always so fun, mm -hmm. and that is where it's at uh. with a dancing lady. <laughs> Philoween thrills. Yeah, I know, Phil. He says um, that he loves it there, and he is a local, just so you know. So he's not a visitor. He lives here in Las Vegas, and he goes over to the Gardens Drag Brunch. And then John Lenz chimed in. He says, I'm a local, and I love to hit the Cornish Patsy Company. So I had to look this up, because you and I were going, did he mean to write pastry? No, it's P-A- 
S-T-Y, pasty? I don't know, but it's a British <laughs> restaurant, so I'll have to ask my British friends. But yeah, he says that he loves it there, and so now I know where it is, 10 East Charleston Boulevard. I'm going to have to go check it out. Yeah, one of the great spots downtown. I love it. Uh, and then we continue on with uh, Ryan, who says Pizza Rock is great. Mm. That's down on 4th Street, uh, down by Downtown Grand and the Mob Museum. It's right at the corner there. And then Cindy Reed says she loves the Arts District and everything that's happening on Main Street. Love that. And then Tracy J chimed in, and she says... Does the Mob Museum count? She says, I love taking guests to the Mob Museum. She loves the history, and they've been doing a great job with it. She says, I miss the movies and TV show displays. At the end, though, the courtroom might be my favorite part. So, yeah, the Mob Museum definitely counts. It's a great, great museum in downtown. And it's a museum that uh, is housed in the building that used to be our uh, federal courthouse here in Las Vegas, where all those famous mob trials happened back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, it's a really, really cool museum. Um, Evil Pie was also on the list Mm, for Realistic Vegas. So thank you, everyone, for chiming in. That was a good poll this week. It really is. We even learned of a new place. And we're going to be talking about even more downtown Las Vegas hotspots, not only restaurants, but attractions as well, uh, coming up in our tips in just a little bit. But first, we're getting into all of that with the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. And we've had, you know, former mayor Oscar Goodman here on Vegas Revealed before. He was like our, maybe even like our fourth or fifth guest, I believe. It was early on. You can look back in our uh, season one episodes and you'll see Oscar Goodman in there, (laughs) the mob mayor. (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, when his term was up, he couldn't run anymore. Carolyn Goodman, his wife, ran for mayor, and she's been in that spot ever since. You know, she's always just as animated as Oscar, and we thought, you know what? We haven't visited with Carolyn in a while, the mayor. Let's let's see if she's up for it, and she was. And she said, come down to City Hall. Don't even, we're not Zooming. You, I want you in the room. So we've made our way down to City Hall and sitting down face to face for the first time in a long time with Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman. It's good to see you, Mayor. Hi, Sean. Dana, this is such fun. I love it because I have the best view. You're looking at me, which my husband only has to do, but I get to see Las Vegas downtown. It's beautiful out there. And people are moving around and doing things. I just went to the Greek restaurant that you posted on Twitter yesterday. Oh, good for you. Because I love Greek, and I thought, I'm on my way to City Hall, but things are opening, new businesses are opening. I know this has to feel good and something that you've wanted all year long. But, of course, (laughs) we never wanted to close, but the reality is you can feel the excitement and the energy and everybody that comes into town or anybody that lives here that's coming back into town we were the first people yesterday at 11:45 at the new great greek that's in downtown where the old site of the old western cab company was and as we were sitting there all by ourselves i took my staff from the office all of a sudden it was like somebody opened the doors and the crowds just fabulous food but I couldn't believe the numbers of people I know it was busy today well and and how does that make you feel to finally know I know your your state of the city at the beginning of the year you said Las Vegas is ready to welcome the world back and now that we can actually do that 
What does that make you feel like? Oh, I'm just bursting with pride. I hate to sleep. I always tell groups of people when I am uh, given that opportunity to guest speak or do something, boring. Sleep is so stupid and boring. <laughs> and five hours, I'm ready to come back and do this. For anybody that's interested, I am termed out at 2024. It's the best job in the world. <laughs> Oh, look at that. <laughs> Applications being accepted. <laughs> Think about it. I know. But it is. I mean, the people that are here, and I'm so proud of this community because, you know, there have been such troubles around the country to say nothing around the world, to say nothing of COVID. But we are a family of people, people who choose to live here, choose to do that because they want to wake up in the morning and feeling not people have to admire or look at me. I want to do something so I feel better. And I don't care who your community is. We're in this, all of us, as one people, not separate parts, which is what's happening around the country and just drives me nuts. But the excitement and the energy of all these people let me in. Just yes. let me let me have a good time. Yeah. Well, and there is there's so much excitement, and there's so much there's so many new things in downtown Las Vegas to talk about, and I want to get to that. But okay. but since we are talking about everything that's happened over the course of the past year, do you feel like your views on on how we should reopen and all that. Do you ever feel like you were mischaracterized or unfairly treated? Well, I do think that wonderful interview with uh, Anderson Cooper was fabulous for me. <laughs> so You're the one saying the you'll all be Western. fine. What, 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 what we're I saying said, is no, no, testing no, 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 and no. contact. You're putting okay. words in my mouth. I said, open up Las Vegas. Let us get started right. and go back what to is work. May we what, have as mayor, what are you doing to encourage even feed their families or take care of their families? I get, I get the pain that's out there, and it's real, and I'm not minimizing yes, that at it all. Is. I'm Here I am looking at a cell phone being video cameraed into his show. He's on his on the big screen, I can't see his motions, I can't see his facial expressions and all his props. And uh, he owes me an apology. You better believe it. I mean, I think right from day one, I knew, unfortunately, because my background and everything I've ever studied, that this was one of those scenes, having lived through the polio epidemic, having lived through West Nile, having lived through all of these scenes, and having a medical family um, and ha having studied science and other things, um, the reality was that, wow, this is something very, very different. And so from my perspective, I think people would have figured it out themselves and not that the masks are bad or distance separation. You deserve the right to be able to give the answer. I always say that, to be able to speak your mind, whatever it may be, if people agree or they don't agree. When I watched they the interview, don't. I wanted to hear your answers. Well, and I did too. And I, you know, even after we started to get a lot of comments coming into the mayor's office for a while, but the reality was I wasn't given, I'm big on courtesy. Good manners, courtesy, respect for others. And so therefore, um, I thought it was very disrespectful. 
and unkind, but that's okay, but disrespectful and not allowing an individual who you have asked to come on. I was told it was a three to five minute interview. It turned into one of the longest interviews he's ever given. And I I just (laughs) thought, oh my gosh. And now though, if he would just give me a call and say, you know, I apologize. It was rude. I did it in an improper way. Would you come back on? And I know my public information officer, (laughs) guru, who sits next to me all the time would say, don't you dare. And I would say, get me on that show right away. Now. (laughs) We know you would say that. And you know, that's the reason a lot of people love you here, because you're a voice and you and your husband have always spoke up. You know, you say what's on your mind and you don't filter it. And there, there is a lot to be said about that. And, and look, here we are today and we're opening, right? right? right. We're opening. But look at the loss. That's the hard thing. I mean, we are very definitely always an optimistic family. Everything. And that's why we've been married 59 years. We have a very center core that's identical. We're, he's crazy. I'm not. He thinks he's perfect. <laughs> I know I'm not. I have a very large door at the front of the house so he can get his head in for me. And I just, but I do clap for him every morning when he gets out of bed. Oh. You know, so he feels loved. But 59 years together, that's pretty darn good. Congratulations. Right, thank you. And I deserve the applause. But the reality. Reality is truth. Good communication and truth, people don't hear it. They're hearing what somebody or some group wants them to hear. We need to go back to the days where you have facts presented or you have two calm people who aren't closed, who are open minded, sharing information to help each individual make choices for himself. And I think through Oscar's 12 years as mayor and certainly through these 10 so far of mine, uh, we're very much, and and I love the balance of my city council. Aside from the fact they're each wonderful individuals, they each have their own passions and their own points of view. And so to have them sharing it Many times we'll go in and I'll hear that there's been proselytizing on the floor to promote something, one thing or another. And when we get down there and because of the balance and because what I believe in since I run the meeting, that dialogue will change people's viewpoint on something. And to me, that's where it needs to be. And that's what children today are missing. They're not getting to see that. What, what they're inheriting from the anger and, and lack of, of, of fact and lack of being able to give parents. I used to, I was involved with a school and I always used to go to the elementary school to ask the children, how many of you are for this person? And immediately, you know, where do they get it from? Whatever their parents are doing. So I would know what the vote was going to be on an issue. And so I think those, you know, those points are are so worthwhile in this day now. Um, But we are back. And they're all, that's what the commonality has been. Yeah. And so much new is going on. I want to start with the neighbor that you have over here at the ground floor of the Plaza parking garage, the Greyhound station is out opening up a new opportunity for Jonathan Jossel over there to put in something new. Yes. So what are, what are your thoughts 
about the development of that space and what it could do for that Fremont and Main Street area. The hope is that anybody with an idea that really has some credibility will send it into the Plaza's CEO to Jonathan Jossel because I think this is that is wonderful right now of the brain power of our constituents. We have some great, great ideas coming from our grassroots. But with this happening and the opportunity he has here, and I don't know what he's doing, but we one of the things that Jonathan said was, we are going to grant you the easement to connect Symphony Park with our wonderful Smith Center, our phenomenal World um World Furniture Mart yep. that opened up the Expo, yep. which is a convention center, and the Ruvo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic for Brain Health, and all the stuff we're doing, now we're going to have a vehicular, pedestrian, and biking bridge connecting the two. I love it. I mean, it's so good. And the other day, I was, I think it was on Main Street, south of Charlotte, and it was so busy and bustling, and things are opening. I know this is the vision that, that you have seen for a very long time. We've got Circa built from the ground up. Isn't all that these, brave? Oh, my God. All this stuff happening. And uh, I think, you know, we have people that listen to the podcast that really love Las Vegas, and they love to know what's going on here when i do visit when i you know can get the chance to visit um should i should i hit downtown and i we say yes and well, you not what's your plea oh all i can <laughs> tell you dana the exciting piece of it is we're hearing more and more often i'm coming into vegas yes i love the great entertainment mm. but i want to get down where everything is shoulder to shoulder one place after another close by so if in fact i've gone into this little restaurant on main street or into the arts district mm -hmm. or to restaurant row or now we have brewery yeah row. boy which is busy too <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i i want the action of everything being close and so the energy to come down here where life is old vegas in a sense the cost of going to these little restaurants mm -hmm. or these art galleries on Main Street. You said from Main Street from uh, Charleston, both directions, yeah. is really come alive with what the feelings of down in the Bowery in New York or mm -hmm. in the Soho, anywhere that you get excitement, culture, young and old people, it's, sure. it's age, there are no barriers. And yet there, you just feel, and people are so nice and so polite. Yeah. I mean, there's none of this anger. It's a different, you're right. And, and it and I. It was a Tuesday night I was down, and it, I, it took me a while to find a spot. I mean, it was busy. And mm -hmm. I thought, wow, people are out there enjoying, and this does, it looks different, and it feels different. Well, and I hope you would come down, and you've been here long enough for First Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that oh, yeah. the um, restrictions are moving back, and we're more... Uh, able to move freely from place to place that um, you would come down on a first Friday to enjoy that which can go on and that's the best part of Vegas as we all know we're 24 7 mm -hmm. and so you <laughs> want to get out and part they're still up having a party at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> on Main Street yeah and so these and as you mentioned Circa I mm -hmm. mean what a brave thing to do in the heart of this uh, pandemic to go ahead, build that out. Woo. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Derek and Greg see fabulous. 
and yet to sustain the energy without we did have to close the smith center because of the you know the restrictions but we're back yeah yes we're back and so i'm i'm glad that you mentioned restaurant row and mm-hmm. brewery row because those are some great new additions but looking to the future of development downtown mm-hmm. do you see like the the knock it down build it up kind of mentality that we've seen down on the strip or or do you think it's important to preserve the feel that makes it downtown Las Vegas well I think you've hit two really important parts right there on one side as you know when Tony Shea who we lost you know um, came into downtown he began buying up property and because a lot of the property was old and in bad condition, uh, he flattened it, he raised it. But there, there's also this effort that our former head city attorney, Brad Jerbett, got involved in called Project Enchilada. And that came about because when Oscar became mayor in 99, downtown Las Vegas had grown into the most dilapidated, dangerous, horrible, boarded up, depressing place to try to have a business or even live in one of the houses or an apartment. And so his passion at that time was to be, bring us back, don't get, don't let it get lost. Right. Save mid-century architecture, save those neon signs, and let's try to rebuild. And that was his whole focus those 12 years. And so we're caught right now because we have streetscaped, which means we've widened our sidewalks, we've put in retro lighting, mm-hmm. but bre- better, <laughs> excuse me, and put trees in and trying to hold on to what was. So we do have a lot of vacant land that's come up because as Tony Shea did pass away, there are those pieces. But I think really we are about preservation. Well, when you mentioned conventions too, I saw CES is coming back and I know down in that area, but thank heavens, right? Because we need those people because those people when they're not at the convention, are enjoying downtown. <laughs> so right. um, it's exciting to hear some of those conventions coming back, and I know that's really, really what we need. Well, there's so much there because our sales tax supports so much, property tax too, but with the economy so impacted by COVID, um, everything we're doing is a manner and a way to help publicly supported things that the infrastructure sustain itself and so we're working on that there's so many things that couple in with this energy to make it an attractive place to come down and go to the restaurant find a parking spot and yet be able to not just come in and eat at the restaurant but then feel wonderful about walking around or going in and checking out antiques or auction things and art galleries and so it's we're becoming a a really cultural center that's what's so exciting about being alive today how do you know it's coming tomorrow right and mayor i know you're a big fan of the chippendales you must miss the chips (laughs) are you missing the chips (laughs) they're gonna come back are those the greatest guys i mean because you know when oscar was mayor and even when he was working with the convention authority, he had the best looking showgirls. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. And so when it came time that I had the good fortune to become mayor, 
Wow. I mean, well, I love those showgirls, but my guys are pretty darn good. <laughs> they are. I'm not. But they lie. went back to Australia, yeah. a whole group of them, oh, unfortunately. Man. So I'm waiting for them to come back to me. For the new bunch. <laughs> yeah. new bunch. And uh, you talk about the future and uh, looking 50, even 100 years in the future, as people look at this Goodman era, mm-hmm. Mayor Oscar Goodman, followed by <laughs> Mayor Carolyn Goodman, what do you hope that that people associate with the Goodman name? The only thing I would love for them to say is, boy, they really loved each other, they loved the community, they loved their family, and they had a good time. And we did, we had the best. We know that. You guys have a great time. And, you know, and you're here till 2024 as mayor, but it'll be hard for you probably to step back. It's going to be difficult. I was thinking, why don't they do a stop (laughs) telling me to run for governor? (laughs) Put her right in and give her till she dies. (laughs) But I have to tell you, when Oscar was 12 years in and then he swore me in as the first spouse swearing in a successive spouse in anything, I think maybe except for Evita and Juan Peron. <laughs> um, I thought, okay. And is I just adore him, you know that. And But yeah, we're very competitive. So there's a love affair, but this is a real competition. And when the legislature gave me an extra year as mayor, <laughs> yes, then, Carolyn, I just, wow, I, I'm getting 13, he got 12. Oh but God. that is a quarter of a century, which is, oh my God. That's it is a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of a lot of good that has been done and I know that more good yeah. is going to continue. And it's always so great to see you, Mayor. Well, thank yeah, you is. for having me. I have such fun and you're just so wonderful. And I know it all comes from that the three of us are from New York City. Yeah, that, that's it. And love that's and it. Las Vegas lovers, and right? The love of and, Las Vegas, oh my yeah. god. But we have found uh-huh. Nirvana is here. It for is. Anybody. I, I mean, I can't imagine living where anywhere else in the world. Me either. And most people who are here, for some, it's very hard for six months really to get that adjustment because people, you could be living next to somebody and you may never meet them. Mm-hmm. True. Because there's, I don't know what that privacy draw is, yeah. but uh, there's no way. And we've known so many people who've moved somewhere else, they always come back. That is so true. I say that every single time. All right, well, we'll see you see you in two years or three. <laughs> Literally, and ever, I miss it. I want to come back. I already have three friends that moved during the pandemic. They all want to come back. See, uh, it's and just, they will. And they will. And the weather, look at this. I know. When you look at the weather across the country and what they have to put up with, and, of course, you both come out of the yeah. snow, and those winters are tough. Mm-hmm. And then with the electrical systems going down. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the problems in California. Vegas is the only spot. It's mm-hmm. just, it's so exciting. And if you get up at two in the morning and you forgot to go buy the milk or orange juice, you can go do that. Yeah. Or two, you call up a friend who's not sleeping. You say, hey, I'll meet you. Um, come on down to Abel Brewery mm-hmm. or something. Let's mm-hmm. get a beer. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. It is. It to is. say nothing now, of course, we got the Knights and we got the yep. Aces yes. and we got the Raiders. So 
everything. Wonderful. It's yeah, been we a great. We have everything. <laughs> I, I mean, we've been here 16 years and seen so much happen. It's it's really unbelievable. And we've been broadcasting a long time, so and we've been able to interview you in short spurts. So this was so nice to be able to Thank catch you. up for a longer period of time. It was a lot of fun, and I know you love downtown too. It <laughs> okay. is. It's great. It is. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks. <laughs> All right, time for our tips. By the way, just love sitting down with Carolyn Goodman anytime we get the chance to. So we hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, but our first tip, Dana, uh, deals with getting in and out of Las Vegas. That's right. I use JetSuite for a quick hop to LA. And boy, everyone has been telling me to use this for a long time. I never got the chance, but it was a last-minute decision to go to a event in L.A., and I thought, well, let me try this jet suite. It's JSX.com. Sean, like, you pull up. You only need to be there, like, 20 minutes ahead of your flight. You don't have to go through security or get your bags checked or anything. You check in. They give you a little pass. You can wait on the couches where they got water and coffee and just kind of hang for a little bit. And then you walk through the hangar. You get on your plane. You're up in the air. They offer you a drink and a little snack. And then you land in L.A., you walk off the plane and you're done. Like it is so easy that I highly recommend it. To it doesn't everyone. sound like it gets any better. Oh, it's like, and everyone's like, "How do they do this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." It's like the a pri- private charter. I don't, I don't get it, and I and I don't care because <laughs> it was the best experience I've had for a quick hop to L.A. in a very, very long time. Didn't have to go to the airport, go through the thing, go through security, check in, get on the plane, wait in line. So I loved it. Um, and they have flights to San Diego and also uh, Tahoe, Reno now. And then I think... I think Wine Country. They just yeah. started Salt Lake City. It's amazing. Phoenix. So it's not that expensive. If you buy ahead of time, you can get one ways for $99. Great. Last minute, they'll go up to about 209 or possibly if it's like day before, 309 But That's still less than a commercial flight. I know. A lot of times it is. So Great. It, check it out. JSX.com. All right. And uh, we are going back to downtown Las Vegas for our next tip. A lot of people don't realize that there is a lot of culture in downtown Las Vegas. And you can find that through the incredible museums that are housed there. We'll toss it back to Carolyn Good to give us the rundown. We are home to historic Vegas museums. We're working right now to bring the National Atomic Testing Museum down from where it currently has been for a long time actually next to DRI on Tropicana. No foot traffic there. None. And of course the history of developing the, the bomb and all the test site activities we have already were in dialogue with them and they're trying to raise the funds to move on to symphony park where we have a space then we have the um, uh, museum of law enforcement and the mob the organized crime which is of course in the old federal courthouse we have the neon museum we have the discovery museum we have the natural history museum and so culture and the museums and education has brought us a whole nother piece of people who are studying and they'll come in from around the world especially in Great Britain they love the mob yeah Mm -hmm. and of course my husband represented all these wonderful (laughs) figures and so but they want to go and tour and see what law enforcement's been doing yeah the museums really are top-notch such great places to visit 
They are. I've hit most of them, but I have not been to the Natural History Museum yet. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like it there. the one that I'm lacking, so I'll have to hit that up soon. Boy, what a show. So much going on in Las Vegas. We know you've all been watching. Want to remind you, we do have a t-shirt shop now. We've got sweatshirts, masks, uh, stickers, those vaccinated AF t-shirts you've seen Sean and I wearing in a couple pictures. We put one of those on there. So go to our listener notes and we have a link or just go to our social media. We have links up there too. You will find it there and we will uh, talk to you again next week on episode 67 of Vegas Revealed. And oh yeah, Sean, I'm heading back to the East Coast for a week, so I look forward to sharing some stories from that, but finally getting to see the parents. Haven't seen them since 2019. I'm going to Rochester, New York. I'm going to go to the Lilac Festival, and I know you're very jealous. Oh, I love it. I know, because that's what Uh, we're known for in Rochester, New York, is those lilacs. Oh, you'll have to eat a prime rib sandwich for me. (laughs) Will do, and many more. And mom's cooking, which is which is even better. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. We got bills to pay. Packing up a suitcase. Let's take a holiday. A holiday. Hop into a limo. Oh.